0: And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
1: You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts. Slash Forever Thirty Five. Hello and welcome to Forever Thirty Five, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Kate Spencer.
2: And I am Dory Shafrier. And we are not experts. We are not, but we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums.
1: And welcome one and all to this, a mini episode where we hear from you, we turn the tables on the podcast format. Nobody's doing this but us. We share your comments and your thoughts and we answer your questions <laughs> to the best of our ability.
2: Uh, we invented it.
1: <laughs> we came up with this. We're the only ones out there doing it.
2: Yep. Yep. yep that's That's us. how um, we
1: have disrupted the podcast space.
2: <laughs> but with all that said, we are mere podcast hosts. We are not experts, Mm -hmm. and we always encourage you to seek support first and foremost from a medical and or mental health professional as needed.
1: If you want to reach us, we love to hear from you. Our voicemail and text number is 781-591-0390, or you can always email us or send us a voice memo at forever35podcast at gmail.com.
2: And please do visit our website forever35podcast.com for links to everything we mentioned on the show. You can follow us on Twitter at forever35pod, on Instagram at forever35podcast. You can join the Forever 35 Facebook group. The password is Serums. We also have a wonderful Forever 35 newsletter, which you can sign up for at forever35podcast.com slash newsletter. And you can shop all the products we mentioned on the show at shopmyshelf.us slash forever 35 arranged in a more thematically pleasing manner <laughs> um and i also do just want to plug our really great merch collab with balance bound yeah i've been loving all the photos people have been tagging us in
1: I have my Doris Hotel notepad right here at my desk, actually. I just set up a bunch of the paper prods
2: here. I mean, as well you should. Yeah, right. You can buy you can buy all of that at balancebound.co slash shop slash forever thirty-five. Well, let
1: me tell you what's been up over here because yesterday I finally cleaned up the area around my sink which had become like a black hole of products.
2: Wait, bathroom sink we're talking about. Yes. The kitchen sink is still like, it's okay. It's
1: It's got some, it's got a lot of Dawn products. As we know, I'm a really big loyal fan of mm, Dawn. Yes. Uh, mm. But the kitchen sink is not too cluttered. My bathroom sink, however, was getting to the point where like, I couldn't even, there was no counter space left. I even took a photo because we have double sinks uh, in this home and my side looks like 50 people are living there and using products. And Anthony's is like the most minimalistic thing ever, which I know is like very cliched along gender lines, but I I can't even tell you it was just, it was out of control. So I dug in and I organized and I cleaned up and I got rid of stuff and I moved stuff around and I have an idea that I want to float around here.
2: Okay. I'm i all ears. Att-
1: I want to attempt, and I actually did this and we're, we're testing it out. I want to attempt a skincare capsule, kind of like a capsule mm-hmm. wardrobe mm-hmm. where I just have the bare bones amount of products that I use and that's it. Okay. Instead of, because you know me, I tend to be like, I'll try this tonight and this tomorrow and I'll use this and oh, my skin's dry. I'm going to try this. And instead, I laid out – like, I literally laid out a skincare wardrobe for morning and for night. And I'm going to see if I can just stick to those things.
2: Okay. So, you're, you're going to be like me. I guess I'm
1: going to be like you. <laughs> But I even, I try to also streamline a little bit too. So it's really like morning is just um, like a toner, vitamin C, moisturizer, sunscreen, and nighttime is cleanser. And then I have the Vintner's Daughter Essence. Then I have an oil. And that's it.
2: Okay. Which is
1: pretty good for me. Like, it's there's, I don't have any nighttime serums happening right now. I don't like that's pretty minimalistic, I've got to say. I've got to toot my little horn here because I normally am layering a bunch of crap on.
2: Well, and also, you like to dabble.
1: I do, as we've discussed. I'm always dabbling, but the dabbling is also, I think, kind of problematic in terms of like my consumerism. Like I I just have a bad habit of I'll someone will be like, oh my god, this thing and I'll immediately like click add to cart, click order without truly Mm -hmm. thinking through whether or not I need it, whether or not this is really gonna work for me, whether or not I do I already have fifty things that do what this thing says. Also, isn't all skincare essentially just a marketing scam? And do I really think this is gonna do anything? Comma Kate question mark. And a lot of okay. coffee.
2: Wow. You're having some, you're having, I would, I would almost describe this as a skincare existential crisis. I've
1: really been in it for like the last few months where I've kind of been like, what am I doing? What is this? Why did I get this? Like for example, I bought the Alginist Genius Liquid Collagen. Mm-hmm. It's a mm-hmm. product people love. It's a product people love. Did I need it? I have 8 million products that, quote, reduce the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles or like add, you know, buoyancy to the skin. I've got a million things. I didn't need it. But I was sucked in by like the excitement and I don't know. (sighs) I don't know, Dory.
2: I hear you. I hear you.
1: Now, I've but I still love skincare and I still love using the products that I've laid out, but I just am trying to be a bit more thoughtful. And so one of the ways I'm trying to do that is just to see if I can like slow my roll. And actually, Dory, I finally got my ass in gear and I made my own shop, my shelf, which I know mm-hmm. you have, you've already done. Um But I did. I did one this weekend, and I created a shelf called "This is how I'm currently washing my face." And so all the things my minimalist line, which ultimately is not that minimalist, is in there. (laughs) If anybody's curious, Uh, my shop. My what is my shop? I think it's shopmy.us/slash kate spencer. I think that's it. Yep, that's it. So, be curious.
2: I'm excited for your journey, Kate.
1: I mean, watch this backfire and I'll be back to collecting jars of things in no time.
2: But well, it's hard. I, I mean, it's hard. It's it hard. is. I mean, you I understand
1: also... this, right? Like you get it. This urge and this feeling and of course, reflecting on it. Of course. Yeah. I,
2: You know, I do. I don't know. No, whatever. I'm not going to. I'm just going to. I'm going to just shut it.
1: Wait, what? What just happened?
2: I I have nothing else to say about this. Um, I think this is great, Kate, and I look forward to hearing more.
1: Thank you. Did you want to talk about your thing that you had written down here or no?
2: Oh, yeah, sure. Sure, sure. Sorry,
1: I was trying to segue Uh, you into that. I wasn't trying to like bait you into talking about something you didn't want to talk about. I'm sorry. Oh,
2: no, no, no. It's okay. I was just... I was going to, I had another comment, but then I was like, this is not helpful. So I decided to just switch <laughs> You <gears>. saved it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, Kate, you know, I, it's so funny because the other day I was looking at my clothes and it, it's just, you know, I, I, I do go through these cycles where like I buy a bunch of stuff and I like a lot of it but I don't like all of it and then I'll sell it and then you know it is it is some it is like a pattern that I've gotten used to but um I and I have said like I want to be able to look in my closet or look in my dresser and feel good about whatever's in there that like I could put anything on and I would be like I feel great which you know is not true right now I will say like one thing that has helped though is like really making sure that I buy stuff that fits. And um making sure that I get rid of stuff that like truly doesn't fit. Yeah. Which is just I think psychologically healthy also. Anyway, yeah. I had this thought the other day that I was like I should do the thing where um you know you like turn around the hangers you turn around all your hangers, and then when you wear something, you turn it back. And then after, I've never heard you know, a story. Oh, it's like a classic kind of like closet organizer wardrobe trick. So then, after you know, however many months—six months or a year or whatever—you can look in your closet, and anything that has not been turned the other way, you're like, oh well, I haven't worn this in a year. And then you can, you know, it, that doesn't that doesn't automatically mean that it has to go, but it's data, as I like to say.
1: You do like to say that. And I really appreciate that that's how you roll right now.
2: Well, thank you. And, you know, it's like one of those things where you can Marie Kondo it and say, okay, I haven't worn this in a year, but you know what? This I, This dress really brings me joy. And I know I don't wear it that much. But when I do wear it, you know, I have all these great memories or I feel so good in it, whatever. So I'm going to keep it. But then maybe there's something that you're like, oh, this shirt, I haven't worn this in a year. Yeah. You know why? Because like I put it on and I'm always kind of like, meh, Mm. this isn't anything special. So uh, you know what? I'm going to get rid of it. It doesn't spark joy. I haven't worn it for a year. Bye-bye. So I think I kind of want to, I think I want to do that. I've done a version of that before and it is always helpful in my opinion. So can I ask you a because question? We, oh, go yes, ahead. Sorry. Of no, no, well, no. I, ask I, I, away. I wanted to ask you because you're saying
1: this. And so I'm wondering like, I have this dress. It's a black dress. It's a great all purpose dress. It's too tight on my boobs and, and tight in like the arms and shoulders, but I can kind it. of holding up.
2: Bye. Okay. Needs to go.
1: Okay. See ya, dress. That
2: That dress is not serving you, Kate. Do you feel when you put it on and it's too tight on your arms and on your boobs? Do you feel good? No, I feel claustrophobic and also like it's going to rip. There you go. There's your answer.
1: Okay. See, I needed this.
2: Yeah. You needed some tough wardrobe love.
1: Can you do that tough wardrobe love to yourself, do you think? Like, is that how you are?
2: That is the question, right? Mm. I do do think, like, when I've done this in the past, and then I have a bunch of clothes that I haven't worn in however long time, I will put everything on and sort of, like, reevaluate. And some of the stuff, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm not wearing this because, like... I think it's, I now think it's ugly or like, I don't like these colors or it's like, I don't like how this fits on me. I don't like how this looks. Or it's just like, eh, this is like a, this This dress is like a C And like, it's dragging down my GPA. It's dragging down my wardrobe <laughs> GPA, Kate.
1: <laughs> wardrobe GPA.
2: Oh my god, that's brilliant! I love that
1: you have just come up with that.
2: (laughs) I mean, I need to graduate at least magna cum laude, so. (laughs) Oh my god! Um, no, but you know what I mean. It's like, yes, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, I wanna, I wanna put some. I wanna look at my closet and say, I love everything I have, not like. This dress is fine. Because you know what else I realize? Kate.
1: <laughs> Go on. I'm here. I'm listening. So, I'm like, enthralled.
2: Say, say you, let's say you're going out. Let's say you're going out on a date night with mm-hmm. your, with your significant other, your partner, or you're going out on a date or whatever. Like, do you have that one dress or that one outfit that you're like, I look Good in this dress. Like, I always wear this dress. I'm going to go out in this dress because I feel like I do. And then it's like, well, how many other dresses do I actually need? If I know that I always feel good and look good in this one dress, like, okay, it's nice to have a few other options, but like, I don't need like 20 other options because like number 20 on that list is just like not going to get worn. Now granted you have different styles and fabrics for different times of the year and occasions like I don't want to end up with like 10 sleeveless dresses and like nothing long sleeve, etc. you get my point. But like I don't know. I've just been thinking about this. Like you do want to mix it up. Or I, I, I should say, I want to mix it up. I know there are some people who are perfectly content wearing the same thing every single day, and that's totally fine. I, I like to have some variety, but like, maybe I don't need as much variety as I think I do.
1: What is the? I don't have a dress or an outfit or a thing that I that is like my like go to like going out look. And I wish I did. I feel like I'm searching for that right now. What is yours? Do you feel like sharing or is that something you want to keep close to the vest?
2: Or close to the dress? Um, <laughs> I um, I got this dress that was a birthday gift to myself at Doen, which is a very lovely but expensive brand. Um and it's like a long it's a maxi dress. I wore it the other night. I wore it when we had dinner. Kate. Oh, the blue one? The blue one. The blue? Okay. Oh, it's yeah, pretty. It's dark blue. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And you wore it with um, a it jean has, like, jacket and stylish sandals. I wore it with sandals. a jean
2: jacket and stylish sandals and I wore the exact same outfit when I went out to dinner like a few nights earlier and it was super comfortable. It's been, you know, it's been like warm here, but at night it it gets a little bit cooler. So, you know, like having the jean jacket and I feel like that dress is sort of like casually elegant.
1: It's very elevated.
2: I like it. That's that's the vibe I'm going for. Um, so that's that's my current dress of choice, I will say.
1: Okay. All right. Well, I, I aspire for this, but I this is really great advice. I'm really, really into this.
2: The last thing I'm really glad to hear that. The last thing I will say is I've really been thinking a lot lately about you know, you know that saying reduce, reuse, recycle.
1: Yes, I've heard it.
2: Yes. <laughs> I've really been thinking a lot about reduce the reduce aspect of it and the and the mm. reuse. But a lot of the reduced, not just when it comes to clothes, when it comes to driving, like I'm trying to use my bike more. I'm trying to bike short distances, not drive as much. I'm trying not to just like buy as much stuff because like recycling is great and all, but like it's better to just not have as much stuff in the first place.
1: Now, this is what I'm talking about. This is where I need to land. I think you are so right.
2: I know you're not on Twitter, but Aja Barber, Mm. genius, past Forever 35 guests, she's been tweeting a lot of stuff recently that I've been like, yes, yes. And one of the things she tweeted recently was that a lot of times when people move away from fast fashion and they replace it with ethical fashion, they just buy a shit ton of ethical fashion. Mm -hmm. She was like, that's also not great,
1: <laughs> I am I follow her Patreon. I'm a member of her patreon, and she was talking about this and i I feel like this is something she also mentioned in our interview, which is like which is you're not replacing like it the fix isn't it's, more ethical brands, right? It's exactly, yes, it's the um the practice. it's changing the practice, not the product, yes, mm. yes, so Lots to I'm think just, about I'm like.
2: Lots to think about. I'm trying to put that into practice. It's just, you know, it's all part of like an ongoing effort, I think. Yeah. But just wanted to share that. Thank
1: you. I really
2: I appreciate that. Well,
1: let me know how it goes with the hanger thing. I'd be curious to, to find out if I that shall. actually works. Or maybe someone's done that here, like a listener's done it and it worked for them or it didn't work. I would love to hear. Let us know. All right. All right. Well, We're going to take Kate, a break. Let's take a break. Yes, let's do it. BRB.
0: and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
2: Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast.
1: if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash forever thirty-five to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever thirty-five. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic Okay. Dory, we're back with a, um, a, a more intense question. This is probably the heaviest we're going to get today. Kate and Dory, I am seeking some of your sage advice. Recently, my coworker suffered a tremendous loss. Do you have advice on how to approach a coworker after they return to work? For context, we don't socialize outside of the office, but we have worked together for many years and are friendly at work. When I see them for the first time after they return to work, what is the appropriate greeting? I feel the need to acknowledge their loss and express my sympathy, but also do not want to upset them at work or make them feel awkward. Maybe you or listeners who have suffered loss can weigh in on what they wish coworkers would do or not do, say or not say. I realize this may depend greatly on the individual and how they process grief, but I am hoping for some overall guidance. As a side note, our team has sent flowers, cards, food, etc. Dory, your thoughts, okay. or would you like me to jump in here?
2: I would love for you to jump in. So I, my
1: biggest loss thus far is my mom dying. And I was not employed when she died. I had quit mm. all my jobs and moved home to be with her. So I started a job about three months, two or three months after she died. So I don't have quite an experience here, but I think how I would approach it personally is to acknowledge what this person has gone through in a way that allows them to have control over the situation. I think what's really Mm. hard when we speak to people who are grieving or going through a tremendous loss is... We want them to control the interaction, you know? So I would say, send an email, leave a card at their desk, like stuff like that, that puts, that that gives them, allows them to do stuff in their own time so that you aren't like passing them on your way to go poop in the office bathroom. And you're like, Oh, Hey Deborah, I'm really sorry. You know, cause that kind of, that, that I think for, I think for many people who are grieving work is a safe space and that it allows you to have some sense of normalcy and to have a distraction and pro you know, and and so I would, I would express your grief on their terms as best you can. No, excuse me, express mm. your um, empathy, sympathy. So that's my advice. Um, it sounds like your you and your colleagues have done a lot and I would say also you can let them lead. Like for example, if this coworker came in and was mm. like talking about the experience, like go with that, you know? Um but if you're like, "Hey, sorry," and they're like, "Great, bye. I don't want to talk about it." Let them like acknowledge the signs that they're sending you and respect their space and whatever response or reaction they may have. Um I don't know if that's the best advice. I would Definitely love to hear what other people think here. Dory, do you have any any thoughts?
2: You know, I was talking with a friend of mine earlier today, um, and the conversation turned to her her father died pretty tragically about 10 years ago. And I was like, Oh, and we were talking, and I was like, Oh gosh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to like dredge things up for you. Um, and she was like, No, honestly, like I like talking about him and it's worse when Mm. people try to like tiptoe around it or don't want to bring it up. Mm. And so, you know, I think that that's just another thing to, to keep in mind. Like, and I know I see this a lot also in like, um, infertility and pregnancy loss groups, like people who have lost, had stillbirths or lost babies and they want, to remember those babies, you know, they want people to talk to them about it a lot. I shouldn't say all of them, but like a lot of them express this feeling that like people feel awkward. They don't want to bring it up and they want to talk about it. So, you know, I think, I think Kate's right. Like let this person kind of lead, but I would say like, don't be, don't feel like you can't bring it up, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good advice. That's how, that's how, that's, that's my feeling on it. Um, Well, maybe people have experienced
1: this on the, uh, on the side of the person who has gone through a loss. I would love to kind of know how it's gone. And I'm sure some people have some great experiences and some awful experiences. Yeah. There's always someone who's going (sighs) to make it real awkward for you. Mm -hmm. it just is it just is Mm -hmm. well let's shift gears immensely
2: to an entirely different. let's do that okay you you take this one this is important all right and relevant to your life hi cat and door just listen to your podcast and amused by matt's food puns that are carb focused (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) here's ours that are more protein based ish i do help it finds us plan our meals by providing constraints Seafood Sunday, meatless Monday, or also tried pulse Monday. Oh,
1: what does that mean? What's pulse Monday? Does
2: that mean does that mean nothing that has a pulse? Oh God! Or things that only have a pulse? I don't uh, know. I was
1: wondering. I couldn't figure out what what that meant.
2: I think that must be what it meant. What it means? Taco Tuesday. Double Wednesday, W, Wednesday, oh. trying to eat meatless twice, but no pun. Dory, can Treat I circle yourself- back?
1: I'm pretty, oh, I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure pulse is like another word for beans or lagoon. Oh,
2: okay. So
1: I'm going to go. So okay. not
2: something but- that has a pulse,
1: <laughs> but I like your version better. <laughs>
2: Um, okay, beans, treat yourself Thursday, order in or outing, BBQ Friday, no pun, but means hubby cooks, special Saturday slash pizza. Okay, I do just want to point out that two of your days are carb days, Taco Tuesday and pizza day. One of them is just ordering in. So, you know, just Getting saying. a little defensive there. <laughs> well, it's just like... These are carb-focused. It felt a little judgy, to be well, honest. I mean,
1: carbs are wonderful. Yeah, They've got a bad rap. And- survive. Yeah. yeah. I think I've told you, but one of my favorite things from my childhood that I've recently purchased is this high-carb <laughs> cookbook by Jane Brody, Oh, yeah. who I believe is a slightly problematic person, but my mom used to use that high-carb cookbook. I don't know if it's called high carb exactly, but boy, did we use, eat a lot of Jane Brody. All right. um,
2: anyway, this this listener says, I do help. It finds us plan our meals by providing constraints. I have it in notes and jot down ideas for the week. Hope that helps inspire some meals. Um, yes, I do find that constraints are really helpful. I will also say, I got a text from Matt about an hour ago. and He said, I'll cook the burgers tonight. Today's Bunday Fun Day, right? Monday Bunday. Oh, Monday Bunday. <laughs> yep. Monday bun day. And I said, Okay Doke, are you also doing the grocery shopping? And he said, Yeah. So what
1: I'm hearing is that this has inspired involvement. Yes. It's given him agency and ownership, which it's is what given we him want.
2: Some ownership. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. okay. All right. So I love the idea
1: of constraints too. That's really a smart thing to point out is that just like having something that focuses you so you aren't like what do I make? Yep. Yeah, that's yep. really smart. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, uh here's an email that I just wanted to share before we had to break. Hi Akatandor. I wanted to share my current method for storing hair ties and scrunchies. Old candle jars with lids are the perfect size for this. You can get rid of wax by popping them in the freezer and then they make cute decorative storage containers. Okay. I like this idea, except I do feel like the repurposing of candles, candle jars is like a real, it's like a trend that's taken off in the last few years.
2: Mm-hmm. Do I agree. you only
1: like my Instagram feed is just like constantly people repurposing candle jars.
2: Um, I think I don't have as many people <laughs> repurposing well, candle jars, but I agree it has, it has become a, a real, a real thing.
1: I would say it's my like for you page or my explore page. It's not that my like community is doing it. It's that the algorithm th- knows that that's what I want to see.
2: Uh, yes, yes.
1: I mean, great idea. And I always throw the lids away. I always throw the candle lids away. So
2: I know I need to be better about that. Yeah, majorly. All right. Hot tip. Okay. Well, let's
1: take another break and we'll be back with a couple more messages.
2: All right. BRB.
1: You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older.
0: and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
1: Alright, welcome back. Here is a text message that we received. Hi, listening to the recent app and love the suggestion to talk more about music. Would especially love to hear you both talk about singing as self-care, whether by yourself in the shower or in the car or with others. I have been part of a couple of adult community choirs and also love karaoke, especially going to a private room in the middle of the day and just singing my heart out with one or two friends. So cathartic. I also recommend this amazing karaoke Bluetooth mic, which we will link to. Mm-hmm. Okay. First of all, I'm, this karaoke mic, both my children own this thing. This thing is essentially the bane oh of gosh, my existence. They do? <laughs> oh my God, yeah. I guess you haven't gotten to the part oh, of, that's funny. of parenthood where your people give your children karaoke microphones, but it's coming for you, Dory, and... um Maybe it'll be me. Maybe I'll be the one who gives Henry a karaoke microphone. So just look out. Wow. Do you sing?
2: Okay. Do I sing? Yeah, I like to yeah. sing. You know, I um, we have those Maurice Sendak books, like Alligators All Around and Chicken Soup with Rice. Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: Oh my God, I love Chicken Soup with Rice. Yes, I do. My, I love Maurice Sendak.
2: So I've been singing those to Henry because, Mm. you know, they turn them into songs for really rosy and, um, he like loves it. And he asks, he like requests for me to sing it to him, which is like really sweet. Um, and he loves to sing. Like he sings to himself in his crib. I heard him singing (laughs) this morning. I heard him singing peanut, peanut butter and jelly, jelly. But my favorite, and I actually recorded this. He was singing a couple weeks ago. Five queen and speckled frog sat oh, on a speckled wog. I love that one. Eating some most delicious bugs. Yum, yum, yum. yum. <laughs> it was really, it was really cute. So I love that he like likes to sing and yeah. And you, like, we, we, don't, doesn't yeah. your family just like walk down the street singing? We're a really singy family. So my husband is a
1: music, like he works in musical theater. He's, he is a, he's a musical person. And so he's always making up songs or sing. Like that's just kind of our family. Like, you know how every family, well, I would hope every family has like kind of funny, weird things about them as a unit. Ours is definitely like weird songs, making up songs, singing songs, I like to, I loved, I like to sing and I would love to be in an adult choir, actually. I think this would be such Ooh. a blast. I have no idea how to do that. And I don't have like, I'm not an amazing singer. This reminded me of a warm up that we often did in the long form improv community, of which I am a long time member, which is a game called Hotspot, where you get a suggestion of a word and you're, you stand in a circle with your class or whoever and then, you know, the word is like bubblegum. And then someone who... know what You have to jump in to the center and start singing a song. And you sing until someone taps you out and sings another song that what you're singing made them think of. And so it can be a very daunting exercise to lead or to participate in because um, you're like, I can't sing. I'm going to fucking stand in the middle of this random group of people and start belting it out. But it gives you such amazing confidence. So I love that i'm not saying like you and i should practice this together but it is also really fun and i love doing it
2: that is fun
1: anyway my kids love to sing yeah we're singers we're singers okay now i'm going to look into an adult choir here in los angeles that would be really fun
2: i love this i can't (sighs) wait to come um, to your concert (laughs) come to my show that would be fun Yeah.
1: Well, before we wrap up, we actually had a voicemail that really just fit with this theme.
2: Hey, Cat Dor,
1: I don't know if I got this from you guys or if I just made this up in my head, but every time you guys um, go to the intention zone, I start singing "Highway to the Intention Zone." I'm singing "Highway," and I then have that song in my head for.
0: At least an hour. Um, So anyway, highway to the intention zone. Love you guys. Bye.
2: We have definitely sung that.
1: You did get it from us for sure. Yeah. And I want you to always think of that when we talk about being in the intention zone. So I'm really glad that worked.
2: Yeah, totally. We did it. Uh, What a great jam. (laughs) Did you see the new Top Gun, Dory?
1: I did not. Did you? I haven't seen it. I've, I watched the old one for the first time in my life this summer. I'd never seen the the original, and my nine year old did see the new Top Gun, and it's currently her favorite movie. So that's right. We let our kids watch Top Gun. I love it. But anyway, she would she would be rocking out right now. She loves Top Gun and all the. Music. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, everybody, you know what? Please do call in and leave us voicemail singing. Don't be shy. It can be a safe space for you to just like work those muscles, those vocal muscles. Yeah. All right. Well, Doria, talk to you later.
2: All right. Bye.
1: Cheerio.
0: <laughs>